Finances can be complicated, but they don't have to be. I break down financial topics that may seem complex and overwhelming, so you can start taking action on your financial goals. I'm Ari Talbot, and it all starts here on Personal Finance Redefined. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Hope you've all been enjoying it. Please, please go ahead and keep submitting those questions. I love getting them. That's what makes this fun. I can really understand what it is you guys are looking for. And from there, let's just go ahead and hop right into today's episode. So got a great listener question this week all about how to invest when you're looking at a home for a down payment. What would be the best way to save to make sure you're getting the highest rate of return? And so what that looks like is let's just say you are expecting that it's going to take around three to five years to save to get that 20% down payment. So let's just use round numbers just to make this easy. Let's say that in about five years, you'll have $20,000. So five years from today, you'll have $20,000. And that means that you can put a 20% down payment on a $100,000 home. So what we really want to understand is, first of all, your complete financial picture. So thank you to the listener who submitted this question. I can't offer full guidance without knowing your complete financial picture so that I can understand what it's looking at from not only a tax perspective, because first I'd want to know where you are at in terms of your income so I can understand, okay, what does it make most sense to do, not just from that investment perspective, but from a tax perspective. Because depending on what income looks like today, are there certain accounts that we want to make sure we're taking advantage of? Is there a company match that we want to make sure we're taking advantage of? Does it make sense to deduct? Does it? So those are a bunch of things we'd want to work through. But for the listener who asked this question, the general framework is this. If you're expecting that you're going to need the money within the next one to three years, the thing you want to do is likely not invest. And the reason I say that is, yes, you could go out and invest in the stock market. But think about this. In any given day, the S&P 500 is up 53% of the time and down 47% of the time. So mainly just a coin flip. Now let's look at that on a monthly basis. The S&P 500, it's actually positive around 65% of the time and negative 35% of the time. So once again, probably going to make money if you put your money into the S&P 500 index, which is just the 500 largest companies in the U.S., but on an annual basis... The S&P 500 is positive 75% of the time, negative 25%. So three quarters of the time it's positive, one quarter it's negative. What we don't want to be happening is investing and all of a sudden that dream home is available. But you look at your account and you see it's down 20, 30, 40% even. Just look at COVID and what that did to the stock market. Yes, it had its fastest ever rebound within five weeks, but there was a really dark time there. There were some tough nights in there. What you don't want is to have to worry about those tough nights because you don't care about those tough nights if you know that you have a long time horizon. You have time to make up for those losses. In fact, it's probably a great time to buy more because the prices are so much lower relative to where they likely will be in the future as companies continue to innovate, as companies tend to grow. So what you want to first ask yourself is if you need funds within the one to three years, probably best to keep that in a high yield savings account. So that's the first thing you want to consider. Now, if you say, you know what, the home I want to move into, 
I, I'm happy to move into it any time from three years from now all the way to seven, eight years from now. Almost, I want to move in when the time is right. Well, it might make a whole lot of sense to invest. Maybe not 100% stocks, maybe not 0% stocks, but maybe somewhere in the middle where there's a balance where you're saying, I still want my money to grow for me. I want it to work for me but I don't want it to be dying. I don't want inflation to erode the value. And so what you really want to ask yourself is how comfortable are you with those ups and downs? Are you constantly checking your account? Are you hoping to make changes when the market swings down? Because that's that's the problem, is that if it's not a comfortable experience, well, then it's defeating the purpose because the goal is to get you into that home. And how do we get you in that home? Well, we have that cash handy. And if you know that the stock market and you're aware that it goes up 75% of the time, and that's just the S&P 500 on an annual basis, well, the, the likelihood is that you're going to be just fine. But what we don't want is to run that risk of all of a sudden you're invested and now the market's down and it's going to take one, two, three years to recover. And now that home purchase is no longer available. I don't want you regretting that decision. So anywhere from that one to three year time frame, I say don't invest. Just go in a high yield savings account, keep saving. And remember, saving is going to be a good return any day of the week. So the more you can save, the better. Now, let's say you're looking at anywhere from three to five to seven years out. All of a sudden, you can start to invest a little bit more, what I like to call moderately aggressive, where you can invest knowing that you have some time on your on your side and you want your money to work for you. So if you're more in that boat, then great. Go ahead and invest those funds. But remember, it comes down to your comfort level. If you are investing, let's just say for financial independence, for retirement, and you know you have 20, 30, 40 years from now, well, it makes a whole lot of sense to invest not crazy aggressive. I don't like that word. I like the word prudently aggressive, where you are 100% in stocks because you understand that's your greatest way to grow your money. And the fluctuations along the way, you're okay with them because you know you can't touch the money for a long time. So all of a sudden, your money's grown so much over time. And how do you have your money grow? You pay a price for that. And what is that price? Well, that price is those fluctuations. And so what you want to ask yourself is, if I know I want a home in the next three to five years, I want that 20% down payment, I have to ask myself, how comfortable am I with the fluctuations? Because if you, like using that same example, I don't know the home that this individual is looking for, but let's just say it's a $100,000 home and you want to have $20,000, well, $20,000, that's what you need to save over those th five years, let's just say it's five years or three years or whatever that amount is, if you save on a monthly basis towards that goal, that's the best way that's going to get you there. Now, let's say that you want to invest a little bit because you say, I don't want my money just sitting here. I want it working for me. So when I go to buy that home, it's doing a great job. Well, you could still invest even a little bit in stocks, primarily in bonds, primarily in things that don't help you grow. But what they do is help preserve the purchasing power of your money. Well, that might make a whole lot of sense. But this is where talking with a financial professional really, I say, adds the most value because they can look at your whole comprehensive financial picture and say, okay, based off of where you're at today, based off of where you want to be, what do we have to do in between to get you to where you want to go? So that's all today's episode is about. Pretty quick episode just about 
how do I save for a home purchase? What's the best way to do that? And it comes down to your comfort level. If you understand that you want your money to grow as much as possible, well, yeah, you can invest 100% in stocks and not just the S&P 500, but international companies, emerging markets, small companies, big companies, medium size, invest everywhere so that when certain investments are performing poorly, other investments are picking up the slack. So if you want the highest rate of return, I'd say go ahead and invest in a diversified portfolio if you are comfortable with the risk. If you're not comfortable with the risk, maybe you say, you know what, I'm going to only invest a portion of it. I'm going to save this amount, invest this amount. But really what you want to find out is what is your dream home's cost and how do you save for that? Well, that's what you want to understand for. That's what you want to solve for. Because once you know what you want to solve for, the rest of it's actually the easy part. The hard part is understanding the amount you need and what risk level you need to take to get there. What we don't want is for you to be taking, and this is what I see far too often, too much risk for what the goal is. Let's just say you're taking a ton of risk by investing in Bitcoin and investing in all of these other things that might grow a whole lot over time, but in the short term are going to have tons of ups and downs. Well, that might not be even needed to accomplish your goals, but yet so many people don't know where they're at, and so it's so hard for them to know. Well, it's impossible for them to know until they look at their situation, understand it, speak with a professional, and see where they really are at in comparison to their goals. So that's today's episode. Please keep submitting the questions happy to help and i'll see y'all next week thanks for listening to another episode of the personal finance redefined podcast if you're enjoying the show please subscribe and let me know if there's anything in particular you would like me to discuss by submitting a question at personalfinanceredefined.co that's personalfinanceredefined.co thanks again for listening and i'll see you next time Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here, please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.